New, new black, new, new black Wall Street book club. Evan Jefferson, brother, much love. Educating, elevating, because in knowledge is the power and we'll never give it up. <laughs> Literature's for the masses. Where to put your money down and how to watch your assets. Yeah, uplifting others is a passion. My brother Evan, he will turn it into action. New black Wall Street book club. You should come read good us. Yeah, we comprehend and discuss. Yeah. We all just come together. There's no limit for us. For us. Huh. Here comes your host, New Black Wall Street. Evan, take it away. New Black Wall Street Book Club. All right, my beautiful people, man. Thanks so much for joining us here tonight on the New Black Wall Street Book Club. Uh, where black folk do read. You put it in the book, we absolutely will find it. Reading Rainbow 2.0. I'm your host, ERGJ, your certified financial educator, CEO of ERGJ Enterprises and ERGJ Black Bazaar, and international best-selling author of the book, The Black Billionaires Club, Study of Black Wealth. It's a study of the 12 richest black people in the world today and how they built their wealth. And I just believe that if you want to be wealthy, you should study wealthy people. Well, not only is it a club, guys, it's a book, guys, but it's also a club that you can choose to join. Just simply go to www www.theblackbillionairesclub.com, www.theblackbillionairesclub.com. Today, we're going to continue along in our journey into Think and Grow Rich, a black choice. Think and Grow Rich, a black choice by none other than Mr. Dennis Kimbrough in conjunction with Napoleon Hill. This is a book uh, that he says, A Guide to Success for Black Americans. It's recommended by Black Enterprise. It says this, is, this book should be required reading for all African Americans, truly committed to the pursuit of happiness and fulfillment. And Essence Magazine said this is an inspiring and powerful success guide. An inspiring and powerful success guide. Everybody put in the comments below, choice. It's a choice. See, here's the deal. When I say, hey, you can join the Black Billionaires Club, it's a choice. You can choose to, you can choose not to. When I say, hey, get this book, you can choose to get it, you can choose not to get it. So it's about free will that we have in this world. It's a choice. You can choose to be successful or you can choose not to be. It's totally up to you. And guess what? Whatever you choose, I'm okay with that. <laughs> Whatever you choose, I am okay with that. Now, here on the back, man, I, I didn't read this before. I guess whatever you know, you come get the book, and you read the back, it says here, Think Grow Rich of Black Choice is based on the principles of wealth that Napoleon Hill formulated in this phenomenal bestseller, Think Grow Rich. When Hill died, he left behind a manuscript aimed at the specific problems of black Americans. And Napoleon Hill Foundation chose author and entrepreneur Dennis Kimbrough to complete it. Kimbrough combines Napoleon Hill's law of success with his own vast knowledge of business, contemporary affairs, and the vibrant culture of black America. The result is inspiring, practical, clearly written, and totally workable. Use it to unlock the treasure you have always dreamed of, the treasure that at last is within your reach. The treasure that is at last within your reach. Now, what we're going to do here, guys, we're going to continue along in chapter number eight. We are almost done, by the way, a pleasing personality. A pleasing personality. Our first uh, excerpt, it says, what a pleasing personality can do for you. What a pleasing personality can do for you. Let's read. Personality to be successful must be lastingly effective. The remarkable career of Daniel Chappie James points up the fact that a pleasing personality not only can open many doors, but can help you attain a high degree of efficiency. Chappie James grew up in the darkest times of the gym of Jim Crow in Pensacola, Florida, where the city was a symbol of the South's racial wrongs. Years later, he would overcome segregation, the armed forces, to become the second black American promoted to the rank of, of general in the United States Air Force. 
and a fourth in the history of the military services. James Riches rested within his ability to effectively use the advice that his mother shared with him as a child. My mother taught me the basics, he reflected. Love of God, love of country, and love of fellow man. And not to be so busy criticizing that you forget to look at the good within which is in all of us. With some good people, with some people, you may have to search a little bit harder to find that good. But everybody is worthy of praise and appreciation. Everybody put it on appreciation. Everybody is worthy of praise and appreciation. Despite the injustices I've encountered, I knew the value of appreciation. If I could compliment a recruit or praise my support staff, I was more than happy to do it. James carried this wisdom throughout his life. He had a knack of making those around him feel special by simply singling them out for tasks well done. He sidestepped the myth that most people you meet feel superior to you in some way. He cut a path to the hearts of his subordinates by acknowledging their importance and contributions. He gave them what they desire most, open and honest praise and appreciation. He gave them what they desire most, open and honest praise and appreciation. I sincerely hope you don't overlook this simple but perhaps most meaningful gift that you can give to another person, appreciation. As this day has gone by today, as you look over your day, have you overlooked the opportunities that you've had to give people or to show people that you appreciate them? Now, now, notice he's using the word appreciation. Now, some of you guys might say love, but no, no, no. We're talking about just simply showing someone that you appreciate them. Your son or your daughter or your children, you appreciate them taking out the trash or washing the dishes or doing their homework. You appreciate them. Your husband or your wife, you just show them that you appreciate them. Appreciation goes a long way. Next excerpt, a simple formula. A simple formula. Hit that like button, that share button, that invite button. Let people know that we're here. You know, black folk do read. <laughs> you put it in the book. We absolutely will find it. If you, still have, if you still have lingering doubts that praise and gratitude have something akin to a miraculous power, study the next example. The story that follows may be old, but its message is still ahead of its time. It was a custom of the old man to sit outside the wall of the ancient city where he lived, watching passersby come and go. He always sat in the shade, usually surrounded by children, retelling stories which they loved to hear. Through the course of the day, many travelers would stop to chat. One hot summer day, a, a stranger stopped to visit for a few minutes with the old man he was, who was entertaining his young friends. The stranger approached the old man and asked, I'm thinking of moving to your fair city. Tell me, sir, what kind of people live here? Quickly, the old man replied, what kind of people live in the city where you're from? Well, the people in my town are unkind, said the stranger. They cheat and steal and lie. They speak badly of each other. I'm leaving that town because of the undesirable people who live there. The old man gazed sadly at the stranger and said, I'm sorry to inform you, but you'll find the same type of people in my town. And without a word, the stranger turned and walked away as the old man continued his tale to the children. A short time later, another stranger came down the road toward the gate. He too stopped to chat. He said, my good man, I need to move to a town such as yours. Tell me, sir. What type of people live here? Everybody putting on, so what type of people live here? <laughs> the stranger replied, the people in my town are good. They are friendly. Uh, no. Oh, the old man asked the same question. What kind of people live in the town where you're from? 
The stranger replied, the people in my town are good. They are friendly, courteous, and are always looking for an opportunity to do a good deed for someone. I truly hated to leave that town because of the warmth and kindness of his people, but my work requires that I move. The old man clasped the hand of the traveler and said, you'll find the same type of people here. Welcome to our fine town. The stranger walked happily through the gate. The children sat in silence. Finally, one of them approached the old man and asked, why, sir, didn't you tell them both, tell those men the truth? You told one that our people were bad and the other that they were good. The old man begged them to sit while he explained, I did tell the truth. He said, you see, no matter where you go or what you do, you will find in other people just what you are looking for. Let me repeat that again for the people in the back. No matter where you go or what you do, you will find in other people just what you are looking for. Seeking you shall find. So here's the question. <laughs> what are you looking for? See, well, here's what I found, guys. And you know, maybe it's just me and I'm on my small little travels across the country and across the world. I don't know. You know what I found? No matter where I go, it's the same. When I'm looking for good, guess what I do? I find good. When I'm looking for bad, guess what I find? I find bad. It's the same. So really, what's the difference? Well, the difference is me. The difference is what I bring. The difference is what I'm looking for. See, if you spend all your time trying to change other people, you miss it because you're not spending enough time changing you. You find what you're looking for. So here's the question. What are you looking for? <laughs> Who are you looking for? You find what you're looking for. You see, no matter where you go or what you do, you will find in other people just what you are looking for. If you search for the good, you will find it. But if you look for the bad, that is what you will undoubtedly see. Almost everyone has far more good qualities than bad. Always look for the best in others. Always look for the best in others. I mean, guys, to say that you're getting better at doing that. See, I, I've been, I, I, I've kind of graduated, matured. I don't know, got wiser to realize that at the end of the day, I can work with anybody. I just simply have to find what they're best at. I need to look for the best in them. I remember, man, being being in a, being in a Fortune 500 company, and I used to have to work with all the difficult people. Nobody else could work with them but me. Why? Because I was looking for the best in them. And I ended up making some good friends out of the most difficult people because I had an uncanny knack to find the best in people. Appreciation and praise. Robert Louis Stevenson once said, I know what pleasure is, for, for I have done good work. The ego craves appreciation and receives pleasure from their approval from others. Approval, praise, and love are the great motivators in life. Approval. Praise and love. If you really want people to go all out, you want people to remain loyal to you, you want people to do for you appreciation, praise, and love. If you want to find people who are just there to use you and abuse you, don't give them any appreciation, don't give them any praise, and don't show them any love. They'll be there for the money. They'll be there for the moment. They'll be there for the season. But if you want long-lasting relationships, approval, Praise and love. Make it a habit. Make it a habit. 
When we're patted on the back, we feel happy and worthwhile. When we're criticized, we feel inadequate and out of bounds. Why do we feel good when we are praised? Because praise is an acknowledgement and confirmation of our worth. Praise tells us that we are respected, needed, and appreciated, that we belong. Everybody has a general desire to belong. All the groups, all the churches, it's all about trying to fit in, to belong to something. Fraternities, sororities, churches, organizations, it's all about belonging. Somewhere, fitting in in this world. So often we withhold praise, sometimes because we don't want to appear patronizing or too personal. And other times we simply don't make the effort. We forget that everyone enjoys appreciation or a pat on the back, a word of praise. Praise is the confirmation of our own worth. Praise is welcome testimony that our self-esteem is justified. It tells us that we are needed. So praise others. And don't forget to praise yourself when you deserve it. Praise life. It's so easy and so pleasurable to participate in someone's life by saying a few constructive words. Sincere praise takes little effort and less time, but the effect is enormous and immediate. The recipients of your praise will hold their heads higher and try a bit harder to confirm your opinion. You will feel a glow from the warmth you have spread. Remember the key insight uncovered by Chappie James. Look for the good and learn to appreciate small things. Look for the good and learn. Everybody put the console below, learn. Learn to appreciate small things as well as large. Small contributions and simple actions also deserve your support. Good is good wherever you find it. Far too few of us recognize just how important it is to our world that credit be given where credit is due. People everywhere in the home, school, office hunger for praise and appreciation. Wouldn't it be a wonderful idea if mankind engaged in such a generous undertaking? The measure of mental health is the disposition to find good everywhere, said Emerson. If you want to increase your own peace of mind and personal happiness, there's no more certain formula than to start looking for the good in others. The next time you find yourself confronted by someone who irritates you, try searching for areas in which to compliment him. Not only will his attitude change for the better, but so too will your opinion of him change. There are subtle rules to remember when giving praise and appreciation. Use these keys as a daily guide. Number one, praise must be sincere. Mere flattery is shallow. Praise a person for what he does, not what he is. Number two, thank others by name. Personalize your appreciation by calling others by their name. Number three, be generous with kind statements and thank others when they least expected man what does that feel like to get an unexpected thank you and unexpected you like i didn't i don't even know what i did but they just this, this brother sister just thanking me for for just being me number four take into consideration the other person's point of view look around look around as you do think for a moment are the most successful people you know those with the highest intellect or superior skills are, are, are those who are, are those who live life to the fullest and who recognize who receive the most fulfillment smarter than you? If you stop and think for a moment, 
chances are the most successful and happiest people are those who have mastered the principle of a pleasing personality. There are millions of people today who are self-conscious, shy, timid, ill at ease in social situations who have low self-esteem. They've never realized that their real problem is in human is one of human relations. They've never discovered that their failure as people is really a failure to learn how to handle and treat those around them. Let me read that again. Look around. As you do, think for a moment. Look and think. Look and think. Are the most successful people you know those with the highest intellect or superior skills? Are those who live life to the fullest and who receive the most fulfillment smarter than you? If you stop and think for a moment, chances are the most successful and happiest people are those who have mastered the principle of a pleasing personality. There are millions of people today who are self-conscious, shy, timid, ill at ease in social situations, who have low self-esteem. They've never realized that their problem is one of human relations. They have never discovered that their failure as people is really a failure to learn how to handle and treat those around them or, or how to handle and treat others. How good are you with dealing with other people? How good are you with dealing with other people? Read another section and we'll wrap this up. First impression. Read two more sections. It has been said that God looks upon the heart. Though this may be true, He is the only one who does. You get only one chance to cast a first impression. A musician can often listen to the very first note of a piece of music and tell you what and what key the composition is written. The manner in which you approach those you come in contact with, your first words, your first actions, and your conduct. Sound the, sound the keynote for your entire relationship. You are more responsible for how you are accepted than anyone else. Uh-oh. You are more responsible for how you are accepted than anyone else. While many people worry about what others think of them, few realize that the world forms its opinions of them largely from the opinions they have of themselves. If you aren't accepted as you would like, maybe the blame lies within. Act as if you are nobody and the world would treat you at your own value, but act as if you are somebody, sincere, honest, and praiseworthy, and the world has no choice. Everybody putting comments on no choice. The world has no choice but to treat you as such. So how do you act? Do you act like you're a nobody? Or do you act like you're a somebody? Emphasize those aspects of your personality that you like in yourself and that others find attractive. Because we are all complex individuals with a full range of positive and negative emotions, it would be totally unrealistic to expect everyone you meet to appreciate every aspect of your personality. We, I find this a lot of people. Like, as if I gotta like all of you. No, it's some stuff about you I just don't like, baby. I mean, it's just some stuff. I mean, it's just some, it's some small stuff, but it's some stuff I simply don't like about you. I like a whole lot about you, but it's some stuff that just don't, uh-uh. I don't have to like, it's not, it's not, 
it's not necessary that I like every part of you when you're a complex person. And I'm complex. Two complex people trying to get along. We ain't gonna like everything about each other. And I think this is very important for black people to understand when it comes to working together, when it comes to group economics, when it comes to building together. I'm simply not, I mean, I, it's realistic. I'm simply not gonna like everything about you. I don't have to. You don't have to like everything about me. Just simply understanding that can fix a lot of problems in our community. We don't have to like everything about each other. But by directing your thoughts as you as you can, by directing your thoughts, you can control the kind of person you wish to become. A positive thinker becomes a positive person, someone others like to be around. A gracious, genial presence, a pleasing personality, a refined, fascinating manner, a welcome where beauty is, de is denied and where mere wealth is turned away. A pleasing personality will make a better impression than the best education or the highest attainments. You ever know somebody that says they, they, they got all this knowledge, they got all the skills, but they got a terrible attitude? This one for the fellas. You meet a you meet a woman that's beautiful as I mean, she's the most beautiful thing that walk on the planet Earth, but she is sick in the mind. You be like, oh my goodness, you were so so beautiful until you spoke. You were so beautiful until you know what I'm saying, until it was time to get the tab, you start going off on the way. What the hell? What did I get myself into? They got all this, all the beauty, all the smarts, but man, their personality stinks. Turn off. Got to go. A sincere first impression, even with our great ability, often advances one when talent and special training will not everywhere. A pleasing first impression wins its way everywhere. Let me ask you this, billionaires. Did you wake up this morning with a smile on your face? Did you wake, did you wake up today? Did you go through the day excited? Loving to still be here. Looking forward to the opportunity to take on the day. How do you feel about yourself? How do you feel about yourself right now? Do you feel good about yourself? I mean, did you do something today that you like you can look back and say, man, I accomplished that? If it's just one thing, I'm still here. I took, I took, I took I'm not one thing off my list to do. I feel good. Now I may not have done everything, but I can be I can appreciate the one thing that I did. I'm telling you, when you begin to appreciate the little things, man, it changes your whole perspective, your whole attitude. You're like, hey, hey, at the end of the day, it's always, listen, there's always going to be stuff to do. Your to-do list is never going to end. Never. It's never going to end. Because as soon as you get done with some stuff, you're going to have to think of other stuff that you want to do. So your to-do list will never end. I remember as a, as, a, as a movie called American History X, and they were, uh, they were, in, they were, they were in the jail. And they were folding uh, sheets, and and the, and the, and, the, and the young white man that was there, he was just going at it, wow, wow, folding sheet, wow, 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 wow. And the young brother said, "Listen, there's no rush. You know I mean, they're gonna keep bringing them in and bringing them in and bringing them in. Them sheets ain't gonna never stop. We are never gonna be finished folding sheets. And I want to tell you, you'll never be done with your to-do list. That's okay. You'll never be done with your to-do list." 
So appreciate every little thing that you can accomplish, that you do. Right, because you said that you were going to do it and you got it done. Hand clap for yourself. Pat on your own back. <laughs> Feel good about that. How to make a favorable first impression. How can you make a favorable first impression? You can begin by making a conscious effort to upgrade. Everybody pick also upgrade. Upgrade your personal appearance and habits. High achievers display a simple radiating charm. They project a warm glow that emanates from the inside outward. Most importantly, their self-esteem is transmitted with a smile, which is a universal language that opens doors, melts defenses, and saves thousands of words. Their smile is the light in the window that tells all there is, that tells all there's a caring, sharing person inside. The successful recognize that first impressions are powerful and create fond memories. They understand that interpersonal and professional relationships can be won or lost in a matter of seconds during a conversation. They have learned through experience that fairly or unfairly, people project and respond to an intuitive or gut feeling which is nearly instantaneous. Clifton R. Warden knows the power that a favorable first impression can project. Few individuals of any race have surpassed his records of achievement. Throughout his distinguished career, career Warden has blazed new paths and has placed together an incredible string of significant firsts, including his past position as president of Michigan State University. Today, he is the chief executive officer of America's largest private pension fund. Though armed with little experience in pension fund management, his poise and disposition. So impressed the corporate board of the Teachers Insurance and Annuity Association College Retirement Equities Fund that during their search in 1987 for a CEO, Warden was unanimously chosen for the prestigious position. Don't misunderstand. This is not to say that Dr. Warden did not possess the skills and the attributes for the office, he assumes, because he does. His professional and scholarly credentials are impeccable. Among his peers, he is widely regarded as a genteel, diplomatic, and intelligent man, but in large part, Dr. Warden's easygoing, personable, and statesmanlike manner landed him the position. The man with an attractive personality and disarming smile knows how to make a first and lasting impression. I always try to treat others the same, with the same dignity and respect that I'm afforded, Dr. Warden says. I look for the best in those around me and then search for ways, listen to this, I search for ways to enhance their strengths. I search for ways to enhance their strengths. Not mine. That says to me that Mr. Dr. Ward, he's uh, selfless instead of selfish. He's looking for ways to help you be better. He's looking for ways to enhance your strengths. Is it any small wonder as to why he is the chairman of one of the nation's largest pension, private pension funds? Scan the pages of history and you will find that the majority of leaders possess this unselfish spirit, this cordial, kind manner towards all. Dr. Ward. Now notice we say here, uh, Dr. Kimbrough, he said, scan the page. And, he said, just look back. Learn from your history. Learn from the past. Learn about the characteristics of the people. How they operated. What were their habits? See, that's the reason why I wrote the book. I said, you know, uh, you know first I wanted to find people that looked like me. Then I wanted to see what they did. But more importantly, I wanted to see how they acted. How they acted, how they operate, 
That's a, that's a whole nother level of understanding. When you start seeing how people operate, what their schedule's like, how early do they get up, how late do they go to bed? Start learning that stuff. So okay, this is how. This is the things that they did. Not the stuff that they bought and all that stuff, the stuff they studied. That's great. We can all do that. But they had specific things that made them stand out that took that 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 pushed them towards the success that they have. When you're black and you're one of the few billionaires in this world, you must have done something right. Not saying that everybody else does anything wrong. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying from a financial standpoint, from an economic standpoint, you're one of the few billionaires in the world, black. You done did something right with the, you done did something right in economics. All right. This is the new Black Wall Street Book Club where black folk do read. You put in a book, we absolutely will find it. We've been going through the book, Think and Grow Rich. Think and Grow Rich, a black choice. An eight dollar book. An eight dollar book that brings back a huge return. And people simply won't go get the book. Why? I don't know. You know, all we can do is recommend it. What we do is read it, and then we actually dive into it when we meet when, it, when we meet for our personal development sessions. I invite you to those sessions. How do you get access to those sessions? By simply joining the Black Billionaires Club. All right, we meet on Tuesday nights at 9 p.m., and we go in, and we not only have read this, but now we go and dive into it. Matter of fact, we got a business session tonight. All right, what are we going to talk about tonight? We're going to talk about how to make a billion dollars in the next 12 months. Here's my question to you. Who are you having those type of conversations with? Simply go to www.theblackbignessclub.com. Join the club today. In the comments below, I'd like for you to share with us what you learned today. What's some takeaway from today? Of course, we don't do this just to do this. We do this to make a difference. Right? I made a decision a long time ago. I was going to stop uh, pursuing. I was going to stop worrying about making money, and I was going to concern myself with making a difference. That was the, that was the small little shift that changed my life, changed my bank account, Change my um, results in life. So basically, I'm going to ask you this question. Was this worth your time and why? You know, they say that black folk don't read. Well, we're proving them wrong, that we do. Read great quality books. We find all the nuggets. And then further than that, not only have we read it or listened to it, we then figure out how to apply it. We may take the knowledge and transform it into wisdom. And wisdom is more precious than rubies or gold. Wisdom is more precious, it's more valuable than money. See, if you have the wisdom, you'll get the money. If you don't have the wisdom, you may get the money, but you'll lose it very quickly. Why? Because a fool and his money will soon part ways. A fool and his money will soon part ways. And guess what? Black people have been fools when it comes to money. $1.1 trillion, trillion spending power. That means money leaving your hands. Not good. No bueno. What did you learn today and why? Well, guys, I'm ERGJ, Certified Financial Educator. I want to say thank you. I'm going to show some appreciation right now just for you showing up today. Just for you hitting the like button, you hitting the share button, you caring enough about other people to say, hey, something good going on over here. We're going to give you the opportunity to partake in what we're doing here. You may not show up, you may not watch, you may not, but hey, we're gonna give you the opportunity to do something different other than just watching TV, other than just wasting your time, other than just listening to the news, other than gossiping all day, other than partaking in dysfunction. We're gonna give you an opportunity to do something different. I appreciate you for that. 
Miss Vivian said, a great characteristic for a successful person is one who has a pleasing personality. Well, guys, again, you have an opportunity to join us. This is broadcast across Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram Live at this point, and this will be a podcast as well, MBWS Book Club. You can't watch it. You can listen to it later, and hopefully it makes a difference in your life. Well, I'm ERGJ, Certified Financial Educator, and I want you guys to remember this, that it takes a village, and it starts with us. Let's build as we climb together. We all we got, people. But guess what? <laughs> That's enough. Man, I pray to God preserve each and every one of you that we'll meet. We'll, he'll give us an opportunity to meet again on the next episode of the New Black Wall Street Book Club. Until then, you know what time it is. But the DJ hit the music. New, new, new black, new. It's the new Black Wall Street Book Club. With your host, Evan Jefferson. Evan Jefferson. It's time for us to go. Yeah. Now, you ain't got to leave the computer, but we encourage you to get out there and learn and apply all the things you learn at the new Black Wall Street Book Club. Book Club. Yeah.